A monstrous mid-May storm suspends the Twins and Astros game in Game 2. Let's break down what we've seen in 12 innings of this series so far on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. It is Wednesday, May 11th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. For all your fine jewelry needs, go to BlueNile.com today. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been writing at Twins Daily for over two years. been hosting this podcast for over two years. I'm starting to hold the mic. I might try to put it down here if it looks a little funky, but it just sounds so much better when I'm closer, so I hope you don't mind. I'm holding the mic tonight if you're watching on YouTube. I've been writing at Twins Daily for over two years. I've been hosting this podcast for over two years. This is season number four at Twins Daily, season number three as host of this podcast. And I said coming into this series, there's a lot to break down here. Twins have played a game and not even a game and a half against the Astros because game two is suspended. They're going to resume Thursday at 1210 uh, and then play game three of this series 30 minutes after the completion of, of game two. So they've only played 12 innings in this series. But I said before this series with the Astros at Target Field that this was a test. This was a litmus test for the Twins this this week. A team that coming in was red hot and won seven in a row. Both teams are 18 and 11. Both teams playing very good baseball. But the Twins really hadn't faced a tough team to date. Like no teams they've played are are good teams right now, other than the White Sox, who are completely banged up in that series at Target Field. And I'm not taking anything away from the Twins. I think they've played well and pitched well. They just haven't had a test, and this was an opportunity, and it still is an opportunity in this series to show that you're for real. And I would say to this point, they haven't felt competitive at all in this series. I think this Houston team is a lot better than them, especially without Carlos Correa, the Twins without Carlos Correa, not Houston, and without Luis Arise, and then in game one without Byron Buxton, definitely a much better team on the other side. But I, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little discouraged by this. They're outmanned. They're outgunned in this series, it feels like. Uh, you know, some series you get beat, you compete, and you just get beat. And that that's not what this series feels like. It feels like the Twins are at an uphill climb. And maybe it is the injuries. Maybe it's that, you know, the Astros are that much better. But if the Twins are a true playoff team, like, they would play the Astros in, maybe in the first round. That could be a first-round matchup, absolutely, as a wild-card team. And would you feel good about playing in the Astros in the first round in October? In this version of the Twins in May? No, I mean, absolutely not. But we're just trying to find out, is this team legit? Is this team for real? Is the pitching for real? The pitching we've seen early on, is it here to stay? Is it sustainable? And I think this was a good test. And it still is. It's not over. They didn't get swept. They lost one officially lost one game. But they're down 5-1 to one in the fourth inning of game two. And they lost game one five to nothing. Justin Verlander shut them down, and the Astros just kind of took control of that game through and through. I will say, you know, Justin Verlander is a future Hall of Famer. He's an exceptional pitcher. He's been one of the best starters in baseball so far this year. The Twins were without Buxton Correa and Arise. They're three of their four best hitters. Your Jorge Polanco's uh, the fourth, probably. I would go the Twins' best hitters is, is Buxton, healthy Buxton, Correa, Polanco, Arise. So three out of four were missing in that game last night and two out of four were missing in the game today. So they're, they're missing a lot offensively. Uh, you know, the Chris Paddock news sucks. We'll talk about what that means for the rotation. 
But this is it was an uphill battle for sure last night. But I was hoping today the Twins would come out, and they did hit some balls hard in the first couple innings. They had opportunities to score. I thought Jose Miranda could have swung at that first pitch fastball right down the middle. He let it go by. I think he's still trying to figure out what pitches to swing at, what pitches to let go. Uh, they could have scored again in the first after the Jorge Polanco RBI double. And then Chris Archer's command was just not great. I mean, it's good first inning, but I think there was rain. There are other factors in this. I don't want to take too much from 12 innings of baseball in a season where we're going to see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of innings, but they just haven't looked good. Like this is not the team we've watched the last couple of weeks, the team that has won 14 out of their last 17. And this is not, you know, the, the staff is not what we've seen either. Joe Ryan last night, just didn't have it. And that's two starts in a row where he just didn't have his command. That's not normal for what we've seen from Joe Ryan. Chris Archer has dealt with command problems all year, but just com- combusted in the third inning. I don't know if it was a mixture of the rain and, you know, I, I don't know, but he combusted. That's a fact. He-, he broke down and couldn't throw strikes. This is a very good lineup. This Astros lineup, top to bottom. You heard me in the series preview talk about how special, especially their one through sixes. And now you see Jeremy Pena driving in runs, their shortstop replacement. For Carlos Correa. So I don't want to take anything away from the difficulty of the matchup. It's a very difficult matchup. But my point is if the Twins are a playoff team this year, if they're a winning team, they would compete in a series like this at home. They don't have their guys. You know, Buxton's back. He's in the lineup. He, he struck out and then popped out in his two at bats to start this game. So we'll see how he bounces back on Thursday. They don't have Carlos Correa right now, and they don't have Luis Arise, who just got off the COVID list. But I was hoping that at least the first 12 innings would be more competitive. It's it's unordinary for us to see this pitching staff issue 12 walks in 12 innings to the Astros, right? We haven't seen command problems like that at all. So it's 12 innings. The majority of the sample we've seen so far is that they do. This is a rotation with with very good command and a rotation that's not going to walk a ton of guys. Chris Archer's kind of an exception to that rule, but you'll you'll take that trade off for the stuff. I think with Archer at times, but he can be wild, and that's why he's given up homers. You know, Jose Altuve didn't hit that ball very hard, but put it in a great spot. Uh, he's given up homers because he's missing spots, and and he's getting behind in almost every count, and he just you can't work like that as a pitcher. He can get away with it sometimes because his stuff still is. Solid. Like his slider's 89-90 hard. His fastball's 94. He's getting up to 96 today. His stuff is still good enough where you can get away with some mistakes, but not over and over and over and over again. Eventually, it's going to come back and bite you. Let's talk about the Chris Paddock injury. Yenier Cano is called up. Byron Buxton's return. What it means when the Twins miss Luis Arise for the lineup. After this word from LinkedIn was spring in the air. It's a time of renewal and growth personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Chris Paddock has a what sounds like major elbow injury. We have not heard what the surgery looks like, whether that's going to happen or what the surgery will be. But here's what it means for the rotation. This sucks. 
This sucks. But it happens. You know, these things happen in a season. The Twins plan for this. This is a possibility, especially with the shortened spring training. So now you're looking at a rotation of Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, Josh Winder. Bailey Ober is going to be back soon through a bullpen today or yesterday, I think. Dylan Bundy will, is back, activated off the COVID list. Chris Archer. And then in the minors, you have Jordan Balazovic, Cole Sands, and Matt Cantorino, who I should, I should add, 17 straight innings he has not allowed to run at Wichita. And in his minor league career, has struck out 104 of 259 batters he's faced. So there's more in the pipeline coming for the Twins. Those guys have their question marks as well. Cantorino with his elbow. You know, Balazovic's coming off an injury in a season where he didn't have the best command, but still has the stuff and the pedigree uh, to get excited about. So they have pitching depth, but it sucks because I think Chris Paddock was, was turning a corner for them. I think he really was going to be a solid number three starter for them this year. And that's very valuable to a, a good team or to any team to have someone like Chris Paddock. He is team controlled through 2024. So this is not the end of the line for Chris Paddock. You're hoping that he can make a full recovery and return to the twins whenever possible, whether that's this year or next year, uh, Chris Paddock will, will reenter the rotation at some point for the twins. So that's the good news. Uh, Josh Weiner. It does like, this is basically a clean swap because when you get over and Bundy back, you have that six-man rotation again. It's basically a clean swap of Josh Winder for Chris Paddock. And that's why the Twins signed Chris Archer. That's why the Twins, I think, traded for Chris Paddock. I think they like Chris Paddock and they like the team control more than anything. But I think they like that he gave them some depth this year as well in a season with unknowns with the shortened spring and with a pitching staff that does have question marks with two rookies who have made a, a combined 25 starts coming into this year at the major league level. So that's why they did that you know, with Archer and Bundy. And, and also I think that was part of why they traded for Chris Paddock. And it was in preparation for something like this. They didn't probably prepare for it to be Paddock, but now that launches Josh Winder into a rotation spot where he wasn't already before. Uh, so I don't know if they're losing a whole lot from Paddock to Winder. I think the Winders look great. He's still a rookie. Paddock has the experience, at least a couple years of experience in the majors. So you're losing that. But from like a stuff, effectiveness, swing and miss standpoint, command, I don't know if you're missing much from Paddock to Winder. Uh, it just sucks for Paddock. You know, that sucks to have an elbow injury like that. But in the short term for the Twins, it's not like a huge, you're not like bringing up Chichi Gonzalez, who I should say, six no-hit innings tonight, I read for the Saints. Don't want to rip on Chichi either. You're not calling up Bartolo Colon for a rotation spot because Chris Paddock is hurt. It's a top prospect who's essentially filling that spot. But what it does is now Dylan Bundy's going to get more run, probably. Chris Archer's going to get more run. Your one-year deal, guys, who I proclaimed you cannot stick with beyond you know four or five poor starts this year because they will sink you. Uh, if that's the case, you have to now stick with them because they're your depth. And before, they were like your extra depth or the Twins had too many starters. Uh, but yeah, sucks for Paddock. You're going to see more Twins debut. And one of them, you're going to see debut. He was going to come into this game tonight before they suspended it. Yenier Cano. So Yenier Cano, relief prospect, mid-90s fastball, hard slider. He kind of fits the bill of a lot of relievers. He's big. I think he's 6'5", big dude, very good this year for the Saints. And when he's on, when he's throwing strikes, has been very effective in the minor leagues as a reliever. And, you know, the Twins have some guys like this. You know, Ian Hamilton kind of falls in the same boat with the, the mid-90s fastball, hard-breaking stuff. I think Cano's exciting because he's young. He hasn't had an opportunity yet. So, you you know, with guys like Ian Hamilton or, or Trevor McGill or, 
you know, even John Romero, guys who have been in the majors, you've seen them pitch in the majors. They've gotten their chance. That doesn't mean they can't be solid like Juan Manaya was last year for the Twins. But Yenier Cano hasn't been given an opportunity. You haven't seen him at the major league level, so you can dream on that upside a little bit. Uh, I, he could settle in as like a sixth, seventh inning guy for the Twins if he pitches well. No question about it. He's part of that, you know, relief mindset they have where guys come in and out and in and out and they'll reshuffle and oh someone's hurt oh we'll bring up Yenier Cano oh, he's struggling we'll send him back it's just like this whole carousel the twins run uh with their bullpen let's talk about what the lineup looks like without Luis Arise why I think it just sucks without Luis Arise uh and Byron Buxton's return after this word from Bill Barr imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting wow and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs. So delicious. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Built Bars are delicious, but Built Built Bars are healthy. And that's the biggest thing, that combination. You're not going to find it anywhere else. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Missing Louisa Rise. You never know what you got till it's gone. You never know what you got till it's gone, right? As much as we pick at twins, like I pick at twins and it's real. Like every player has their flaws. You know, everybody has a flaw, right? You can pick until there's no picking left to do, but that's never the case because you can keep picking. We talk about Luis Arise. He doesn't have a power. You know, he doesn't have a position. Very real weaknesses for Luis Arise, you know, but then, then when he's gone, you just feel his absence and he's on the COVID list and you just miss the spark plug he is. And then you just focus on the positive things he does, right? How he just, he spark plugs this lineup against right-handed pitchers in his career as a 330 hitter. They miss Luis Arise in this lineup, especially against good right-handed starters like Justin Verlander. I'm not saying Arise would have laced, you know, three singles all over the field against Verlander. But he presents another challenge in the lineup and against a righty, a good righty. I, I want Luis to rise in the lineup as, as much as possible in those matchups. And it sucks when he's not, and you can feel it when he's not. And it puts that much more pressure on Bryce Lewis and Jose Miranda and you know Alex Kirloff, who's still working through the wrist problems. Luis Arise, outside of left-handed Jorge Polanco, is the best left-handed hitter on the team, right? I think. You know, Max Kepler has been up and down. He'll bring it some days and bring it some weeks, and other weeks he doesn't consistently against right-handed pitching, Luis Arise is that dude at the top of this order, whether he's hitting first, second, third, or fourth, and his absence is palpable. You can feel it when he's missing. There's no question. Uh, nobody else you can feel missing more than Byron Buxton when he's out, right? He's back now. So glad. Hip, knee, hand. He's dealing with a lot. Jace Tingler called him a warrior. Jace Tingler's still in for Rocco Baldelli because of the COVID uh, problems, but Buxton's back, and hopefully he's he's okay. Hopefully he's close to 100%, but he's been banged up all, all year already. I mean, it's just you can't make this up. It's just it continues to happen, and it sucks. I mean, it sucks for everybody. It sucks the most for Byron. But he's back, and that's good. And seeing his name in the lineup, 
like Arise in a completely different way and an amplified way presents that challenge for a pitcher, the biggest challenge in the lineup right now for a pitcher. And I think the positive here, like I think this has been an ugly series so far for 12 innings. The positive side is that Carlos Correa's finger is not broken. I keep coming back to that. If he had a broken finger and you were looking ahead four to six weeks and Correa was out, I think the feeling would be a lot different with this offense. I'd be worried about the lineup a whole lot more than I am knowing that he'll be back hopefully within the next week, right? That just changes the outlook for me. It's still possible, you know, Buxton on any given day can go down for an extended period and that changes the outlook of the offense. But knowing that these are dings, these are these are bumps and bruises, it feels like very real things these guys are dealing with, that Byron's dealing with, Luis Rise with COVID, still not back. And Correa's finger, I mean, man, I don't want to get hit in the finger like that. No way. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to swing a bat either. They're, in the grand scheme, hopefully not things that are going to keep these guys out, knock on wood, for much longer than a couple of days or a couple of weeks or, you know, a week in Correa's case. I think that's the positivity here. Can't say the same about Paddock. I think the Twins are situated in the rotation where they would be able to handle such a blow. Hopefully Josh Winder shows up tomorrow, pitches the lights out in a, a tough matchup for him. Certainly the toughest matchup he's had. Maybe coming in in relief at Fenway with the Twins down was tough. This lineup is, is a challenge. Here's what we're looking for. A quality start from Josh Winder in game two. I'm curious to see what the Twins do in game one. They're down five to one in the fourth inning. Did they pull Byron Buxton? You know, did they pull, are they pulling starters? Who do they use in the bullpen? Is Cano get extra length? Who's the 27th man? I would guess it's going to be Cole Sands and he's going to pitch extended innings in that five to one game if the Twins offense can't get things going. But you, you got to, you got to find a way to win one of these games. I came into this series like, please don't get swept in this series. It's just, I know it's only one game. Like the difference between two out of three and a sweep is one game. There's just a different feeling, and it's it's limiting the damage we talk about all the time. Don't get swept at home by the Astros. You're still in a mode. You're trying to get fans back. You're trying to get people back on the on the train of a first place team. Losing both tomorrow and losing on Wednesday night is uh, not a good not a good step in the right direction for them. Things are okay. It's twelve innings. I've been spoiled so far this year by a lot of wins, especially in the last 17. They've won 14 of them, but uh, I don't want to see them get swept. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown Now podcast, recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with a post game tomorrow night. Thanks so much for listening. It's a dual post game. Also, check out the postcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let me know what you think about the Twins, about, I don't know, my sunburn, how I'm holding the mic. Let me know. Thanks so much. Go Twins.